Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dear Lord, we come to you tonight, dear Lord, in prayer, just thanking you for your, your way, dear Lord. Lord, we know that you are gracious and you're a merciful God. Dear Lord, you're slow to anger and you're abundant in loving kindness. And you relent from doing harm. And Lord, we deserve your harm. Dear Lord, we deserve for our sins, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I deserve the sins, dear, uh, punishment for the sins, Father. All of us, dear Lord, are walking in sin and we do not know it. Dear Lord, we're coming to the time of the separation judgment. And Lord, we're in the time where you told us at this time. We must come out before the winter and people will not listen, Lord. Lord, we're praying, trying and crying out to you, Lord, to make known this truth. And Lord, we hear you speaking in your prophetic words. You're telling the people something really great right now, Lord. And that is, dear Lord, that the winds are coming from heaven at this time. They've started to be poured out, which we've asked for you to do. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we know that you're doing this from the abundance of your heart, by mercy, by grace, not from our request. Your plan, Lord, is to compel the people to come. And Lord, you said, dear God, you would go out and try to bring in the blind, the lame and the main at this last minute. Lord, people don't understand, dear Lord, we're in the time of the end of the night. Every prophetic word you're speaking are telling us this. And dear Lord, you've also confirmed it in your scriptures, dear God, as we've recorded and made known your overall calendar, Lord, of the time of times and a half time being 24 and a half years. And Lord, we've made it known to the people, we've proven it from the scriptures, recorded it from the scriptures, and people want to be skeptical. Lord, it's not our words that are making this known, you're making it known. And Lord, you confirmed that the midnight, dear Lord, was in 2010, so there's no excuse. It confirmed the words were opened, and Lord, you're showing this, dear God, at this time. And Lord, I'd like to just talk with you a little bit about this tonight, dear God, because there's some things that are so important. And Lord, we, we just praise your name that you're sending out your spirit. Lord, the winds from heaven are coming. And the Lord, the people need to know, dear God, you've been calling out to them to get the words of wisdom that they wouldn't do it. And Lord, it's no different in this time than it was the time you came the first time. And Lord, you told those people that the temple was going to be torn down. You told them they were all caught in a snare. You told them, Lord, they couldn't hear your words because their father was a devil and they had to come out. You told them they had to be born again, washed in the water of the word. You told them that it was your words that washed them clean. And Lord, you told them that when you died on the cross, you testified that your blood paid the purchase price for the temple to be torn so that we could come in and get the law of God, which is the words of God. Dear Lord, it enables all his good works and good promises. Lord, the words of God are enabling us to put on the righteous acts of the saints. The righteous acts to do good for others that come by the way of your law. And Lord, you're trying to teach us your ways. Lord, there's a marvelous thing. Dear Lord, when you you did the thing with, with Jonah, dear God, you did the thing, Father, where you made it clear in there. 
Lord, that after he walked through the city, he was very angry. He, he was upset there, Lord, because you, these people were deserving of destruction. But dear Lord, you chastised him. Lord, it doesn't matter what they deserve at this time. These people have not been taught by our shepherds the words of truth. And dear Lord, we have not taught them. I have not taught them, dear Lord, until you cause these things to be made known. And then we have a miserable way, dear Lord, of doing it. But Lord, people criticize, oh, it's not presented right. It's not presented this way. Lord, they don't understand. They don't get the first part. They don't get the idea, dear God, that you have words that enable your promises that are so special that they'd be crying and trying everything they can do to help. And they should be standing there, dear Lord, trying to get this message. Dear Lord, they ought to be doing all they can do and only a few do. Lord, most of them just go on about their way and think, oh, this is good when people visit or people does this. Those are all nice things. Those are good works. It helps a little. But dear Lord, it doesn't bring forth the knowledge of the words required to overcome this beast kingdom. Dear Lord, we are in a time when when the words were open, it was a sign to the people that the punishment was coming. And if they didn't receive your words to return back to the way of truth, then we're going to be cast out from you because we're only lukewarm. Lord, you warned them about the lukewarm church. You warned them, dear Lord, at this time, everybody would be caught in a snare and they don't want to believe you. They believe in their own religions and, and their teachings and their doctrine. And Lord, they don't have pity on those people of the world. Dear Lord, there's even people trying to attack the other world, uh, the other people in the world, dear God, for religious sakes, like defend Israel. And Lord, they don't care that the the people of Israel, the leadership of Israel is walking with the fornicators. And God said, come out from all of them. And trust in his word to send forth the spirit to be loose from heaven. The, the winds from heaven are ready. But the people aren't ready to receive it in the churches because the church doors are closed to the spirit of God. The winds of God are not welcome there to make known their words. How terrible that is. Lord, we pray that you'll do something about this. That you compel these shepherds to understand where they're going and what's about to happen to them. Lord, they're just like Jonah. Dear Lord, they want to destroy Russia. Dear Lord, they want to, they say, prevent war. Let's get some weapons into Israel and protect Israel that way. It doesn't matter that Israel is walking in evil, they say. That's correct. But what about those other countries? They don't know the words. And they should be bowing down and crying out to you for these people, Lord. And that's why you sent the message to Nineveh in a time when Israel was walking in sin and arrogance and pride. Lord, you sent the Jonah to Nineveh, the enemy. And Jonah was mad to go there. He wanted these people destroyed because of the things they'd done to his people. And done, you know, they caused him a miserable life. As, as, as being a prophet and those caring about people, he's always have to take care of things that were damaged from these people of Nineveh. He didn't want to go there. And that, Lord, you said to him, you raised up a master. He went out and sat on the hill and looked at the city in disgust. Because he knew what your way is. And Lord, he understood your plan, but he wanted his own way. He didn't want your plan, which said that you want to desire all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. And it's our job to, to bridge that, that gap. Dear Lord, we're the ones that's supposed to bring forth the words. What happened with Jonah? Lord, you, you raised up a plant for him that he didn't grow. And he was very thankful for it because the sun was scorching hot. You caused the sun to be hot on him. Lord, you, you caused the troubles around him to, to burn upon him. 
as he sat there and his disgust watching these people aggravated that you were going to help them and you're going to forgive them as you did. Dear Lord, you, because they reacted quickly. And Lord, he went on that hill and he's looking at him. He was disgusted that you were letting these people live. And Lord, they never attacked. In that hundred years, they were peaceful. Dear Lord, of that generation, a hundred years later, they were destroyed because they turned back. But you gave them the opportunity to turn, and that generation is now standing in heaven testifying against us because when they heard the Spirit calling out the words and calling that the judgment was coming, they turned. But dear Lord, your church will not turn in this day. They have not turned yet. And Lord, soon you're going to drop the church, as you said in Luke fourteen twenty four. Lord, it's not going to be an invitation for the church anymore. Dear Lord, only it'll go out to the rest of the world. Dear Lord, we pray they understand this. And you, you raised up that plant there, Lord. It gave them shade, and then you raised up a worm, and that ate down that. That worm was the same spirit that was inside Jonah. Jonah had a worm spirit. He was going out to the pit because, dear Lord, he was not paying attention to what your desire is and your work and what you're doing. You sent him there for a purpose, and he resisted to even go there. He didn't want to go there. He wanted to disobey you. He wanted you to change to what he wanted. Lord, even the wording that he used talking about this is like he was talking like he was a, like Moses. He acted like he was like Moses because, dear Lord, he was like trying to cause you to change your decision. Lord, that people don't understand, you're not going to change your way. You want all men to be saved. That was the whole idea of the new covenant, that we can overcome all these things, that we can bring peace on earth. We had the opportunity in the evening, and we didn't realize it, how serious it was. I didn't realize how serious it was. And we've lost that opportunity, but we've still got a chance. There's still time before the winter, but not much. Dear Lord, we're, we're sitting here like two months from now is the winter. We've got like 21 more days or 20 days Dear Lord, to turn before we're 40 days away from the winter. Lord, please let the people understand the seriousness that we're in right now. Dear Lord, we're so close to being locked out from the kingdom. Dear Lord, we pray you'd understand this. Lord, you said, it's just like these men and women are studying down, and these are the words that they are testifying against us. Dear Lord, they're saying, you've had pity on the plant which, for which you have not labored. This is your talking to Jonah. And Lord, you didn't, he didn't make it grow. And it came up in a night and perished in a night. Lord, that's what's going to happen at this time. Lord, these people of the world, dear Lord, we're in the night of the day of the Lord. You warned us. We're in the night. You keep that in Isaiah 10, uh, 21, 10 to 12. You keep saying to the people, what about the night? What about the night? And right here with Jonah, you're saying the same thing. Dear Lord, you provided the protection, the covering for the people. And dear Lord, you said in there, should you not pity Nineveh because that great city in which more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between the right hand and the left hand, they don't know what's right and wrong because they have not been given the way of the words. Nobody from Israel went and taught these people the knowledge of truth. Jonah didn't do it. Dear Lord, he never sought to go do it. In fact, he wanted these people harmed. That was what he was asking for. That's why he ran off to Tarshish. He did not want to do it. And you had to have him swallowed by that great fish. Lord, you're going to punish those who want harm to come to people at this time. 
they don't understand. We're in this, just what you were showing. It was like in the days of Jonah. So it is in this day. And dear, dear Lord, your ideas, you're trying to get the whole world to turn, which is exactly what the parable of the great supper is about. Lord, we pray that they will hear it. Lord, you, you gave us a very interesting thing at this time. You told us, dear Lord, about the covering. And we talked about that, dear Lord, so much. And the last week, we're going to continue talking about it, Lord, with you. Because it's so awesome what you did. Lord, when you talk about the four living creatures, Lord, they're, they're the way of the four spirits. And the fourth one is consistently the eagle. Because the eagle is the counsel of the Lord. Lord, that, that's your counsel. It, the counsel, it says in, in Revelation 12, that the woman is t- by the, given the two wings of the great eagle. Dear Lord, and, and she is um, protected for the time and times and half time because Satan cannot come against your counsel. And is her, uh, your counsel protecting the woman? He did, you know, when he was cast down to the earth, immediately he starts talk, attacking the words of wisdom. And it cannot stop because it's protected by the counsel of the Lord. And these who come against it, like you said in Zechariah fourteen twelve, Lord, those who come against your words and the words of wisdom that are in the people that are stirred up to know these words, Lord, those who come against those people who are walking in the way of the words with humbleness and humility to do what you want them to do, which is to try to bridge be a bridge of the gap. Dear Lord, we're supposed to bring all the world to you at this time and not curse anybody at this time, Lord. Because, Lord, you want, these people have not been taught. doesn't matter, Lord, what they've done. And, Lord, the thing about it is is, is that you gave her the counsel which protects her from that. And you show us this in Revelation twelve sixteen. Those with the woman, the earth will open its mouth and help them. And the devil will leave them alone. Because he cannot come against your counsel. He has no right or authority to do so. He has not overcome all wisdom and understanding yet. He has to come over that. And Lord, as long as your words are alive on this earth and being uh, even attempted, even by a mustard seed, Lord, they cannot be overcome. They will be win. You will overcome the world. And Lord, you've established this. And Lord, Satan can't touch it. Zechariah fourteen twelve. all those who come against those with the words of wisdom, those are your people that you've set apart with the words of wisdom. Dear Lord, those who seek you, as you said in Proverbs one twenty three. dear Lord, that all those who hear the, the words of wisdom, that the, the Spirit of God is talking out to the woman in Proverbs one twenty to 23. Lord, you said if they will turn to you, you will pour out your Spirit upon them and cause them to know your words. And where your words are, darkness can't exist. Satan has to leave. He has no authority over truth. Lord, his whole idea is to come against truth. Lord, so much is happening at this time. And Lord, we we see this, dear Lord. She's covered. The words of wisdom is covered by the counsel of God. And I explained it a little bit last night. Dear Lord, when I was talking with you, Lord, that we talked about the covering and the way of the Feast of Tabernacle and so on, being that you came to the temple on the fourth day, the fourth day of the feast, which is the third day of the week at that time, because the, the, the feast started on a Sabbath day, which is before the first day of the week. So the fourth day of the week of the feast, fourth day of the feast happened to be the third day of the week. Third day of the week is the time to get understanding, but it's protected by the counsel of the Lord. Father, we, when we talk about these things, Lord, 
we're just asking Father for you to clarify from the, from the scriptures, dear God, and from the Spirit. And you've been doing that. Lord, you also give us correction in, in dear Lord, the way of your knowledge, as you say in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, is that you're always increasing it. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we, Lord, you, you said, dear God, that we stumble and fall and fall backwards. We can understand good and not and turn from the evil. So, Lord, we, we understand the same thing with your knowledge. And, Father, we know, dear God, <clears throat> as we go through these and we make some mistakes in understanding, dear Lord, of timing or different things, dear Lord, because it's all based on a very complex program, Lord, that your people are being asked to come out all the time, but they won't hear you. So, Lord, there's many opportunities for us to come out and overcome the world. And, Lord, these things are hard to understand and interpret. We try to make that known to people. But, Lord, we're given the best understanding we can from the Scriptures. But we know when the night is because you've given this calendar, Lord, that you've verified. And, Lord, we're just trying to fit the pieces within that calendar time of the full day of the Lord. And, Lord, we now know the seasons. And you told us, Lord, we should know the seasons. And Lord, you're the one confirming that this is the night and you're the one confirming that you're about to come, which is the morning time. And Lord, you're warning them that the judgment's coming. You're warning them that, the, dear Lord, the, the war is coming because a war has to come before the morning. And dear Lord, it has to come, I would think, in the fall, this time we're in right now, Lord. We must overcome this because, Lord, you said, don't let your flight be in the winter. So we know that there's going to be great troubles in the winter as well. And Lord, that's the separation judgment because we know in that time, in that season, you take away the reign of this beast kingdom that we're in now, the fifth beast kingdom. And Lord, the sad thing is, you you go in, in Zechariah 5, Lord, you, you give us um, some really great instructions of some things that we should really pay attention to. Lord, I pray that you'd cause these to be made known to the people, Lord. We ask you to let your spirit Go out and make these things known. You talk about the flying scroll. And dear Lord, you, you tell us, dear God, on this um, scroll, dear Lord, that it, it's like the scroll that you showed us in uh, Ezekiel 2, 9 to 10, the flying scroll. Because in this scroll, Lord of, of Zechariah 5, 1 to 4, it says, and in there you're telling us, Lord, that the, the scroll is 20 cubits and it's with 10 cubits. It's, it's like the words of the Holy of Holies that we were invited to come into by the tearing of the temple veil. And we're allowed to come before you in heaven to get the knowledge of the words. And Lord, you gave us those blessings from the very beginning of time. And Lord, we, we know that the scroll is written on both sides, inside and out. And Lord, it's very much like the law of Moses was given two ways it's it's given dear lord for blessing and cursings and lord in in the in um ezekiel 2 uh, 9 to 10 you had told us that dear lord there, there's a scroll that you gave to him and a, a, your hand came and g- gave it to him which means this is the scroll like your father gave and just like in in zachariah i mean uh, revelation 5 it gives you the scroll, the seven seals and all this. But Lord, we're to be judged by your words, which is your law. And the, the law of Moses was based upon the ways of doing the words. Now, dear Lord, we have no excuse because we have the new covenant, which allows us to come before you. And you will pour out spirit because you paid the purchase price of your blood that all those who knock will receive. 
Dear Lord, we pray that we will understand this. But Lord, you tell them there that it's written inside and out and written on it, you said, there are lamentations and mourning and woe. Lamentations and mourning and woe. And, and what that's saying is blessing cursings. See, the, the, the mourning that you're describing there, Lord, is a sigh, a moan, a sighing. Dear Lord, it's, it's uh, the, you've used that word that's used there, dear Lord, and it means a thought or a meditation, dear God. In other words, dear Lord, it's what do we hear? The mourning. We're going to mourn because we would not hear. If we would have heard, we would have done the way of the words, but we do not open our mind to hear. And then we're going to have woe because we're going to recognize our sin. And it's like in Revelation twelve seventeen, Lord, you're going to cause us to know the sin while we're still standing on the earth. Because, Lord, you, you said that those people are going to even try to go hide, but they're going to be standing yet. And then they're, going to, they're asking at that time. They know the sin is coming to them because they say, who will be able to stand when the plagues come? Because, Lord, you've told the people very strongly what you're going to do with the plagues. Dear Lord, you told them, dear God, that in this Zechariah 5, 1 to 4, you told them that you're going to tear down their house. Down, Dear Lord, you said um, the destruction is going to be um, all the way down. You said every perjury will be exploited. You're saying, dear Lord, you're going to enter the house like a thief. And dear Lord, you told us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 3, you're coming like a thief in the night. It's in the night and we're in the last year of the night. We're actually in the last six months of the night. And you told us, dear Lord, we must come out before the winter. So we know that this is that time. You've confirmed this to us, Lord. You said that, that you're, you're about to arise, which you're going to come as the son of righteousness. People are talking about that. You're talking about the winds coming. That's a compelling event coming. Dear Lord, it's like Pentecost, dear Lord. And the people who were called and would not receive the words will not hear the wind. Dear Lord, we pray that they will. The shepherds, dear Lord, are very strongly against your truth, which is saying here, that's what a perjurer is. Dear Lord, you're saying it. You said, dear Lord, it's going to come the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by your name. Your name is the words of God. Revelation 19, 11 to 13. It's the word, that the name that they do not know that they're supposed to know. The one word that they absolutely should know because you were sent into the world to bear witness to it is the words of God. The word. They will not discern the word. What the word is. They think the whole Bible is the word. The whole Bible explains and incorporates the word and the history of how the words were done. That is what the Bible is all about. It's a history book for the, you're trying to make known the words and bring the people to the fruition of the words. Even in Revelation, you talk about, dear Lord, that you're going to fulfill the word. Dear Lord, we pray that they understand, dear God, there are words set apart with greater promises. And dear Lord, they enable good works. And you're going to cause us to know them completely in the time of the refinement. We've done the best we can. Dear Lord, we pray that they will understand. And they'll begin done it. And it says, dear Lord, it's, you know, the, 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 this cursing, dear Lord, that you're sending out is going to remain in the house and consume it with its timbers and stones. And you told them in Matthew 24 and Mark 13, if they're on a rooftop, which means that they think they got it, they think they're filled with the spirit, filled with knowledge, and yet they're caught in a snare. You told them, don't go in your house and take anything with you because everything in that house, it's going to be consumed. And if they take it with it, they're going to be holding what's going to be consumed. And guess what will happen to them? It's a curse upon it. 
the timber and the stones. Stones are the words that you've made known to them over the time. You've borne testimony to them. And it's going to be like that. And dear Lord, you tell us in Ezekiel 2, 10, dear Lord, you told them it's lamentation, mourning, and woe. If they look up that word mourning, dear God, they would see that this is a sigh. Dear Lord, it's a meditation. It's, it's a moan. Dear Lord, it's, it's you've made known the words and they're going to re- regret it just like the unwise virgins. They didn't check their oil to see what was in that oil that made it stay lit in the night, in the morning time. Well, stay lit. Lord, they do not understand. And there's a terrible, terrible scripture that I wish people would read, dear Lord. It's Amos 8.10. And Lord, it's followed by the, the famine of the word scriptures of Amos, Amos 8.11 to 14. You promised the famine of the word is coming, but you warned them in Amos 8.10. It says you're going to turn their feast into mourning. Lord, the feast were the time for them to make known the word. If they would have followed the way of the things that you gave them to do in the Feast of Tents, they would have understood the words by the end of the time. Because, Lord, you showed up on the fourth day of the feast and made known understanding, but they would not hear the words. And you told them on the eighth day, when they're supposed to receive the word, that Simshat Torah holiday, Lord, on that day, you sat there and you told them, you cannot discern my speech because you cannot, you can't understand my speech because you cannot discern my words. And they would not listen. They said, and you told them that their father's the devil. And Lord, it's the same as this time. They're still caught in that same snare. Lord, we pray that they'll come out before it's too late. And Lord, that's what your morning and the feast are going to turn into morning. They're going to remember the, that, the way of the words. They're going to remember those things that they didn't take, just like the unwise virgins. And they're regretting it because they can't get it now because you've got a famine of the word. And the word left them over the world. As it says in John 9, 4, 5, the light is going to go out of the world. But those who are set apart with the words are in the kingdom of God. They have everlasting life. It's a promise that comes with the words. John 5, 24. They'll pass through these judgments. They're not of the world. They will have the light. In fact, Daniel 12, 2, 3 says they're going to shine like the firmament and they're going to shine like the stars forever, some of them. Lord, that is what they're getting, the light that was in Moses, that you called him a son of man. I mean, son of God. Dear Lord, uh, a man of God, you said. That is what we need to be. We're going to shine like that. His eyes never dimmed. In other words, the eyes, the body, the lamp, we were able to see the words and understanding. They never dimmed. They increased in knowledge continuously. His vigor, his zealousness never left him for the word. He didn't come like the people of the world. Lord, they hear of the words and very soon, dear Lord, it's on stony ground. They have their own doctrines and they go off on their own. Lord, I present it to people and they act like they're really going to hear it and everything, dear Lord, and then they go behind and mark this, mock this teaching. Lord, have mercy upon them. They don't understand, Lord, your words are filled with the Holy Spirit to the full measure of God. And you told them, in, and that's in John three thirty four. and you told them in John eight forty seven, dear Lord, if they will not hear your words, they're not going to be of God. And you told them, dear Lord, if they don't hear the words, they don't love you, John 14, 23 to 24. And Lord, you said, dear Lord, if they're still of the world, they do not have the right to have the spirit of truth enter them, John fourteen fifteen to 17. And Lord, you're telling them here, dear Lord, the problem that they're going to have, they're going to 
turn all their songs they've been singing and some of them play music and and dear lord i know people play musical instruments dear lord and all these things you're going to turn all their songs into lamentations they're going to wish they remembered what the words were when the plagues come upon them because what you said in amos 8 10 dear lord is that you're going to bring sackcloth on every waist what's that the waist see you didn't say the whole body you said the waist instead of a belt of truth they will have no words of truth in them and they're going to wear sackcloth, which is a missing. Sackcloth is always when something's missing. It's a grieving because they won't have the words of truth in their stomach. And dear Lord, you told them they're going to have a, a baldness on every head. Dear Lord, you told them in Zechariah fourteen twelve, dear Lord, that the plagues that's coming upon them, dear Lord, is the boils. Dear Lord, the boils are going to be on their head. They're going to lose their hair. You'd say that many times in the scriptures, Lord, that you're going to cause boils to be on their head. It's like Job. They're going to be tested, dear Lord, in that time to see if they'll, they'll receive the punishment for their sins and their ignorance against your words and mocking your words. And after the seven seasons of these punishments, dear Lord, which I believe it's seven seasons, please clarify, Lord. But dear Lord, after that time, as it says in Revelation 7, dear Lord, because their prayers aren't heard. But during that time, dear Lord, your people are heard. And dear Lord, we pray, dear God, that these people will understand, dear Lord, that they're going to have that punishment. But after that, they got to be like the leper, the good leper. Out of the ten, one came and praised God. It's worth that punishment because that punishment of the boils all over their bodies and the withering of the limbs so that they can't do anything but squirm on the ground, that's the way it is in the prisons of God, the, the Guyana and things like that. Lord, I pray they believe this. They mock that thing, dear Lord. They, they mock what you say in the scriptures and we pointed out to them, Lord. But dear Lord, you said you're going to make their mourning for an only son. What that means, dear Lord, it means that you, the only son of God, they're going to be mourning. They're going to remember the words that they heard. They're going to remember just like the, the people, dear God, and the, the unwise virgins. They're going to remember that there were words and they're coming back to get that oil. And you tell them, no. Because, they, see, we cannot give it to them when they're under punishment. And Galatians 5 tells us that. And, dear Lord, we cannot do it. And if they come seeking it, dear Lord, and we help them, then, dear Lord, we're, we're in trouble at that point. Lord, we'd love to have them get it. Love to help them, but we can't do anything on them because this is a plague of the wrath of God, and it's coming. Just like when Moses and them, we can plead all that to try to, to do all we can for them. But those plagues are going to come from God. Nobody can stop them. Dear Lord, we just have to plead for these people. We should be doing it now before these things come out because that's what you're telling us. And Lord, you're gonna. this is coming on us, dear Lord, unless we have a heart yearning to get these people at least a message. Dear Lord, there's no judgment yet. We still have a window of opportunity. Lord, and it says the other thing, dear Lord, you said then it's in like a bitter day. Dear Lord, that is the way. The bitter day is the, is the curse of the adulteress. Dear Lord, when she's made under the Numbers 5 law, she has to drink that bitter water. And dear Lord, that's what you're talking about. A bitter day is drinking the bitter water. It's the plagues that are coming upon these people for the set period of time of, the, of that approximately 21 months of plagues going to be upon them. And that's what they're going to get during that time. And dear Lord, you warned them, the famine of the word is coming. Amos 8, 11. They're going everywhere. You told them in Revelation 12, 17, dear Lord, in the, in the wintertime, that's before the, the sun rises in the spring. 
That is when the Son of Righteousness comes. That's when the plagues come upon them. And dear Lord, during this winter time, they won't be able to come against your people because they know that they're going to be in great trouble. It's just like you've stirred the earth. You've caused the whole earth to tremble is what you said you're going to do at this time. Lord, we pray that they would understand this truth because it's very serious for them at this time. And Lord, it's a bitter day. It's a judgment of the adulteress. The stomach rots. And the, that's why you have the sackcloth of, of, of sackcloth around the waist. The belt is a sackcloth. Dear Lord, and you also, dear God, tell them and warn them, dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. They're going to have the plagues all over their skin, Father. It's going to bleed openly. It's Tassarit. That plague of Tassarit, the worst plague that can come on the people. And you're going to bring it upon them. And it's going to come upon especially your people. Because it was your, our people, our fault, Lord, for not taking your words to the world. Not having compassion upon those people who are also yours as you show us are these terrible people in Nineveh. You mourned for them and you came and helped them, dear Lord, because they had never been taught by your people. Because we were supposed to take the words to them. But dear Lord, we haven't even allowed it into our churches to be taught. Dear Lord, have mercy upon these shepherds. Dear Lord, we pray that they will turn before it's too late, that you'll, that the wind that you're sending out from heaven will give them great correction, that they will drink cold water because cold water, a cup of cold water is that that thing, dear Lord. And dear Lord, if you followed that up with the talk in Zechariah 5, 1 to 4, dear Lord, you, you followed up that issue, dear Lord, with the, the, the wickedness in the basket. And Lord, there's something important about this that people don't understand. It's very serious. Lord, in the verse 2, dear Lord, verse 6, I'm sorry, Lord, where you're, you're talking, it's the second verse of the lady in the basket. And Lord, you've, you've said in there, when you asked Zechariah in the vision, what did he see in of the basket? It is going forth. And um, the Lord, and, and then you tell him, Lord, that this is the resemblance throughout the earth. Dear Lord, what the, what the Hebrew in that really says is something very much different than the way it's translated. It, it, it can be said the way they're saying it, but they don't get the heart of the message. And Father, just please make this known to the people, because if they understood this, dear Lord, I believe that many would try to turn. Because, dear Lord, it's the way of the world that we're doing now, especially now, Lord. The devil is trying to bring forth a one-world order. And, dear Lord, this plague that's wickedness, you're calling it wickedness, Lord. See, this basket is an epa, dear Lord, which is a cup. It's, it's, it's like this is what the way of the words are. All our works are in this basket. And, dear Lord, she had a lead lid over top of her basket. Led meaning evil, drunk. And dear Lord, it's going to be words that are going to be judged by you because you're going to rule with a rod of iron. And dear Lord, you're going to strike down this lead. Dear Lord, this evil works of her. And dear Lord, but what it, that scripture says there, Lord, is when it says, what is it? And he said, uh, this is the effort that is going forth. And then you said, dear Lord, this is the punishment of those. This is those whose eyes over the entire land. In other words, in the, in the Hebrew, dear Lord, it doesn't give the uh, phrasing. It says, this is um, whose eye over the entire land. What, what you're really saying, dear Lord, is this is the punishment of those whose eyes gazes over the entire land. 
See, Lord, you told us we're not to have a one world order. You, you punished the people at the Tower of Babel because they tried to make one land. Lord, that is against your law because the only one land is your kingdom when you unite them. Lord, you spread them apart to give them the opportunity to come to truth. And they're even, Satan's even trying to divide them into ten kingdoms. And he's done that, dear Lord. And you're going to allow him to do that. Because he's already done it. And now you're going to take away the sovereignty of the nations. Dear Lord, the problem that the people don't understand, dear God, is when they try to unite as one land, this is wickedness. Because what they're trying to do is place themselves as you. And Lord, that's what the, the, the queen has done. She's this harlot, dear Lord, that has put herself over top of you. And the king is the one that controls the gold and the treasuries. And because, dear Lord, they're using that gold and treasure to make the mercenary armies and all that and, and, and do everything by wicked scales. And you call him the king. You call the harlot the one of wickedness, the one that brings across the occult, the one that it's like the Olympic show, dear God, that she was in charge of in London in 2012, Lord, was a total pagan ceremony, bringing forth paganism right in front of everybody's eyes. Everything, dear Lord, was in that thing. Dear Lord, the, the lady beating the drums, dear Lord, everything. Evil was in that thing, the Ziggurat Mountain, the industrial cities with the drums and the beating and the, the merchants telling these people, dear Lord, the, the taking of the children and, and, dear Lord, controlling them away from their parents and so on was all exhibited right in front of the people's eyes and people celebrated. Even that terrible tree of fire, that bush, the burning bush that they created, mocking your word. Dear Lord, the devil allowed them to do this, dear God, because it was extremely intelligent for the occult side, the lead disc side that covers the basket of wickedness. And Lord, she's there, and it tells us in the scripture, dear Lord, that the people put her there. They built a house for her. Dear Lord, in the land of Shinar, which is the same place that was created by Nimrod. Dear Lord, the same thing was the beginning of this land of Shinar, where they did this purpose. And this is what this is showing us, Lord. Their work, their basket, their cup, their work that they're doing is to bring about a one world order against your law. All these things, dear Lord, is the spirit of wickedness. It's to replace you as king. We are, dear Lord, required in Daniel 9.24 to anoint you as the most high. Anoint you as king over all things. Only you have the right by God to have that job. Lord, we were given dominion and you told them you, you would anoint kings for different areas. You never anointed a king for the whole earth except your son. And Lord, they're going to mourn the son as it says in Amos 8.10. Lord, we pray that the people understand this. We ask you, Lord, to help the people come to this knowledge, Lord, of what's going on here. Lord, we cannot allow a one world order we cannot allow that, dear Lord, because you've told us right there in Zechariah 6, Lord, this is wickedness. This is the harlot. This is her goal and work that she's doing to bring about the destruction of all mankind. And Lord, that's what they're doing. And the king of the north is trying to ascend to the top of the world by his wisdom. Dear Lord, helping, her, helping the harlot to raise up. Lord, the people ought to know that Harlot's going to be destroyed. The people are going to destroy this. They build it up. And they're going to recognize. They're going to mourn. They're going to lament that they did this, allowed this. 
and she's going to be destroyed, as it says in Revelation 17, by the people of these 10 kingdoms that they've created that they shouldn't have created. Lord, we pray because 10, dear Lord, is saying it has perfection on the earth and they put one person over top of it. And dear Lord, that's not your will to have this done. Lord, we pray they'd understand this truth. Dear Lord, that's what Gog is. The name Gog, G-O-G, is king. Lord, they're trying to put a king over that. And the land of Magog, dear Lord, is they're basically saying that you can't control the earth, dear Lord, they do. Land of the king. She owns all the seas and everything else, Lord. People are going to understand this, Lord, we pray. Father, we ask you, Lord, to help the people tonight. We ask you, Lord, to cause your spirit to be poured out very strongly from heaven, dear Lord. Father, we thank you, dear Lord, that you've made all these things known in the scripture. We're asking you, Lord, all these things I've talked to you about. But we're asking you to confirm it's right or wrong. Dear Lord, we pray that you give correction if needed. But dear Lord, we pray that you give extended, dear Lord, understanding. Lord, let the people receive the message, dear Lord. Let them understand this is the time they must come out. This is the time they must have the sacred assembly. They must become holy. Dear Lord, they must understand, dear Lord, you can protect them if they will believe in your word and believe in your ways, your seven spirits and so on. Dear Lord, they don't understand the way of a feast. That's why, dear Lord, you're going to reject their feast because they don't understand the power of it. Lord, in Amos, you told us this, dear Lord, you're going to reject their feast days. Father, we pray that they understand that great truth. And Lord, that they might turn. Oh, Lord, it's so sad that they do this at this time. Dear Lord, we thank you. And we ask you, Lord, to remove the stumbling blocks, allow your words to be made known. We ask this in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.